Amen. What an awesome presence of God is in this place. Aren't you thankful for the presence of God that we have felt in this place from the second we walked in today? And I believe that God has an awesome word for us tonight. Without further delay, I want to introduce to you my great friend, Brother Jared Turner. Having him and his wife, Nikki, this weekend has been such a pleasure. Um, just getting to be with them and getting to hang out with them. We, we took them to the world of Coca-Cola and made sure they got to taste the Beverly. Got them broken in just right. And they're official Georgians now. And uh, we're so glad that they're here. They're some of our dearest friends. Sister Nikki ministered in our youth class this morning and told us her testimony and blessed our, our youth. And she's just an anointed lady of God. And uh, how many were here on Friday night? Didn't Brother Turner preach a great word on Friday night about the flip side of sin? And I believe he's got a great word for us tonight. Would you welcome Brother Jared Turner as he comes and preaches the word of God tonight? Give that hand clap to the Lord tonight. God, we love you, Jesus. And God, we're thankful, Lord. Amen. It's so good to be here tonight. I realize that I'm not here by my own credentials or by the, my education or by my experience or by my knowledge or anything like that. First and foremost, I'm standing here only by the mercy of Jesus Christ. If it had not been for His grace, where would I be. And then I also understand I'm standing here tonight because of the French family's love for me and their belief in me. And I'm so honored to be here. And I want to give you honor, Pastor. Thank you and your lovely wife for loving me. And uh, just they feel almost like my parents. I just love them so much. And I'm so thankful for them. And of course, Nate and Rachel and John and Vera are just dear friends. And we're so thankful to be with them. And Give honor to Brother Ryan and Sister Rachel as well, your assistant pastor. Love them, great people of God. And give honor to Bishop Cole tonight and his lovely wife. We're so honored to meet you this weekend. We love you already. They're just It's hard not to love Brother and Sister Cole. Amen. You just meet them and you just love them. They are, and what a beautiful building they built and the miracle that God has done here in Jonesboro. We're so thankful and honored to be here. And I'm humbled, truly humbled tonight that what a beautiful crowd that's here to I know you're not here to hear me speak but I'm thankful that you're here to hear the Lord speak and that you would allow a young man to speak to you tonight and I hope to speak God's words God's words God's words are what change us God's word not human words not man's words God's words are what change us and what bring the life and the power so we're going to look at what the Lord has to say tonight in the book of Psalms, we're going to look at chapter 22. I know you're standing, so I'll be quick. The book of Psalms, chapter number 22. We're going to look at verse number 29. It's hard not to be in Psalms chapter 22 without thinking about Jesus Christ and the great prophecy that's found in this chapter. And uh, Jesus actually quoted from Psalms 22 while he hung on the cross to point to the power of this revelation. David wrote some things that he didn't probably quite understand what he was writing, but they had eternal significance. It's a great chapter tonight. So uh, you should read Psalms chapter 22 and think about Jesus on the cross. Great prophecies in there about the power of the cross tonight. But we're not, we're not going there. It's hard not to, but we're not going there. We're going to look at verse number 29. And then when we're done reading there, we're going to go down to the next chapter. Very familiar passage of Scripture in Psalm 23. 
But let's read verse 29. All they that be fat upon the earth shall eat and worship. All they that go down to the dust shall bow before him. So just meaning that if you're blessed, if you're in good times, or if you're even going to the grave, God's going to get the glory. God's in control in all seasons of life. Every sweet life has seasons, but every season God is in control and God will get the glory. And none can keep alive his own soul. None can keep alive his own soul. Now let's look a couple verses down in Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. For His name's sake. And I want to preach to you for the next few minutes under the title, Your Soul Needs God. Your Soul Needs God. Let's bow our heads and pray. Lift your hands, whatever you feel to do. God, we need you in this place. God, we love you tonight, Jesus, and we need you to speak to us, God. It's not enough for me to speak, God. It's not enough for human intellect or human wisdom to uh, just think thoughts, God, but we need to hear from the Spirit tonight. God, quicken my words, God. Make them more than just words, God. Penetrate a heart tonight. Open our ears. Open our eyes to understanding tonight, and God, will give you the praise and we will give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated tonight. There is a movement, there is a foundation, it's still around today, they can go to their website, I looked them up before church, I think they're called Alcor, and they are dedicated to resurrection of the dead. They believe that if they can catch you in time, right after you die, that they can stick your body on ice and preserve the information that's in your brain, and so that in 300 or so years they believe that the science will catch up to some point of uh, advancement where they'll be able to recharge your dead body and bring you back to life. And there's a list of celebrities or people that have the money or the craziness to try to get their whole families to freeze themselves so that they won't be alone when they resurrect from the dead so that they can have a family reunion, right, of uh, resurrected souls, right, from the dead. And you know, it's, it's commonly believed that Walt Disney did that, but I found out that was just a rumor. But there are several people that have done that in their wills. They put their bodies on ice immediately. And you can go to this place, this foundation's website, and they're still in operation. And they still got coolers with bodies stacked all across their warehouses because people are waiting on science to resurrect their bodies. They're waiting on science to catch up to them and to, for them to have a resurrection. But they have placed their, uh, their confidence in something that I'm afraid is going to disappoint. I don't believe uh, that once you have died, we believe that your soul has passed on to another realm and there's no coming back by science. You're not going to be able to be jump-started and hook you up with the jumper cables and give you another shock and bring you back to life because there's just one thing that can revive your soul. There was just one man that 
found the key to death and his name was Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that if his spirit lives inside of you, that same spirit that brought Christ up out of the tomb will quicken your mortal body and those which are dead in Christ shall rise first. And then when we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet the Lord. Are you looking forward to that day? Your soul needs God. There's You can't keep your own soul alive. No matter how advanced science is, no matter how much money you have or how many coolers of ice you have, you cannot keep your own soul alive. It would be wise this evening not to invest in more scientific technology. And I'm not anti-science. I'm thankful for all the medicine and all the things that help us feel better. But there's come a time when you're appointed to die. When every man's going to come there. It's going to come to that doorway. But we don't have to be afraid of that because Jesus holds the key to death, hell, and the grave. And there will be a resurrection if you've got the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. That same Spirit that brought Christ back from the dead will restore your soul. will lift up your eyes and we will see the eastern sky part and the Lord coming back in victory are you looking forward to that does your soul long for heaven tonight that place where there's no more pain no more suffering no more tears it's paradise to be with the lord and but you've got to have him tonight your money won't save you your technology won't save you you've got to have the spirit you've got to have the anointing of the holy ghost no man can keep alive his own soul. But if you give your life, uh, give your heart uh, into the hand of Jesus Christ uh, and you're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you are born again uh, by the water and by the Spirit uh, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, you will live again. You will live again. Your soul will rise again. We believe in the soul. We believe that there's more to us than just this body. This body can get old. This body can break down. But that doesn't mean we're less of a person. There's something inside of us. We were created unlike any creature in the Garden of Eden. God breathed into Adam the breath of life. And I don't know all the theological implications, but I think there's something powerful about that breath of God. That human soul. We were created in His image. We were created to be immortal. But sin broke that and introduced death into our life. But we were created to be at one with the Lord. So Jesus came to restore that relationship. So that we can be born again and walk in the newness of life. Not death, but life. You've got to have the Spirit tonight. If you've got the Spirit, there's no reason to fear death. If you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, there's no reason to fear because we're going to see the Lord someday. We're going to raise from the dead someday. Aren't you thankful for that promise? Aren't you thankful for that promise tonight? We believe in the soul. We believe that there's something that will live eternal. Not everyone, not every church, in fact, believes in the soul. I knew people in college and they called themselves Christians and they believed that the soul, very smart people, was just a symbol. 
Now we were just basically human, bound to our flesh and bound to the just the things of life and just kind of no destiny, no purpose. But we know better because God's touched us. God's helped us. I'm thankful for that resurrection promise. I'm thankful for that peace that we have. But see, God is not just about restoring or reliving our soul or bringing us to heaven. He is. That's his main purpose. That's what we should all be looking forward to. But some of us have a long journey to walk until we get to that day. We don't know how long, but we have a journey to get there. It, It may be tonight. But we don't know. And if it's not tonight, we've got to keep living. Right? We don't shut down our life because we're looking forward to heaven. We work while it is yet day because the night cometh when no man can work. So God has a purpose for us. That's why you're here. God has a purpose for you. If he was done with you, then he would take you on. But God has a purpose for you. You've got to walk through some things. Right? That's why you're still here. And so God not only will... Quicken our souls on that great day when he comes back. But he restores our soul. He restores our soul. The Bible calls the Holy Ghost the comforter. Because he brings comfort in every situation of life. The Spirit gives us power. Not just power to raise from the dead someday. Although it is that power, but power to get through things in life that we have to go through. The Holy Ghost equips us and empowers us to get through some things. Because sometimes God requires us to just put one foot in front of the other and just keep walking. Just keep walking. Like Brother Nathan said, when you've all done all to stand, just stand. Sometimes God requires us just to stand and say, I'm not giving up. I'm not going to fold under because I'm looking forward to a day. But you don't just have to wait on some off hope. You can feel the anointing of the Lord today. You can get a taste of heaven right now. We don't don't believe in some distant God. We don't believe in some far off promise. There's plenty of religions that believe in nirvana or believe in some sort of paradise but they have none of it on earth right now they have no assurance they have no encouragement they just meditate upon nothing to try to get there but friend me and you don't meditate upon nothing but when we come into the presence of the Lord and we begin to feel his spirit and we begin to feel his touch he restores our soul he gives us the strength to make it he gives us the encouragement he gives us a taste of the future so that we know everything's going to be all right. He doesn't leave us to walk this life alone. He doesn't leave us without a friend. He doesn't leave us without a guide. He's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. He's right there when you need him. He restores our soul. Friend, your soul needs God tonight. I don't know how people make it without the gift of the Holy Ghost. I don't know how people go through things of life that we all go through without the power of the Holy Ghost because sometimes you've just got to come into the presence of the Lord and say let me feel your spirit one more time. Sometimes you've just got to be renewed in the Holy Ghost because sometimes we'd like to forget it but we are human and we get discouraged and sometimes we have trouble seeing into the future. Sometimes we have trouble 
looking forward. And really, we may know in our minds, but sometimes the situation can get so bleak that our hearts fail. It happened often in the Bible. God's people, the people of destiny, they may have known what God wanted to do in their mind, but their heart failed at the moment of adversity. No better example than when they were walking through the wilderness. At every point of adversity, there were some whose heart failed them, and they were ready to go back. They said, let's get us a captain, and we're going to go back to bondage, and we're going to go back to captivity. But see, nobody gets anywhere going backwards. Right, so living for a trial, living for God is better than a hundred good days in the world anytime. So don't go back. Don't turn around. You may be going through something, but don't go back. Don't turn around. You just, friend, it just may be that you need the Lord to restore your soul. Don't turn around. Don't go back to old habits and old things. There's no happiness. Their bondage is still bondage. The whip of the taskmaster is still the whip of the taskmaster. It's better to be in the wilderness with the Lord than to be eating a good meal in bondage. But see, we know that in our mind, and we know that, but sometimes our heart can fail us. Sometimes in the middle of a trial, we can begin to think that we need to back up, or maybe this isn't worth it, but it's always worth it. But you see, sometimes their hearts failed them, and at the Red Sea, their heart failed them. And when they crossed into the Promised Land the first time and saw how big the giants were, their heart failed them, and they knew what God wanted to do. They knew the miracles that God had done along the way, but yet they still had to wander in the wilderness because there was a process that God was taking them through. Sometimes God takes us through a process. And it's not always fun and it's not always easy, but God takes us through a process. The Apostle Paul prayed that the Lord would deliver him from a sickness, from a thorn in the flesh. And God said no. And the Apostle Paul prayed again and again. And the Lord said no. And he said, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. There's some things God assigns you to walk through. There's some things, there's some wilderness that God says, I'm sorry, but you got to walk through it because my plan is bigger than your plan my life and my vision is bigger than your life it's bigger than your vision I love you but you've got to walk through some things there may be somebody here tonight and you're going through something but God's come to tell somebody I can restore your soul even in the midst of the wilderness even when you're walking through a hardship even when you're walking through a sickness my grace is sufficient for thee for my strength is made perfect in weakness hallelujah but while they were walking through the wilderness they were not without the presence of the Lord but he was leading them and every morning they would open up their tent doors and there would be a miracle on the ground that heavenly food called manna they called it manna because they just didn't know what else to call it. They didn't know what it was. It was heavenly food, supernatural sustenance. And it's interesting to me that they weren't given a month's worth or a year's worth or a week's worth. They were given one day at a time. One day. They opened up that tent door and there was enough to make it for one day. Not enough to make it for ten years or one year or one month, but just enough for one day. His mercies are new Every morning. 
every morning. There's just enough to make it one day. You see, God may not be bringing you through right now, but he's going to give you enough uh, to take one more step. You think, God, I don't know how I'm going to make it, but God can give you enough to make it one more day. And see, there'll be more after that because God is leading and God is guiding. He's able to restore your soul. He's able to touch you. He's able to fill you one more time. That's why you've got to have the Holy Ghost. That's why you've got to have that touch of the Spirit. You've got to walk in the Spirit. You've got to have the Comforter because there are some hard things in life. There are some things we don't understand. There are some tough times. There is some sickness. There is some distress. Sometimes we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. But we will fear no evil for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. See, sometimes the Lord needs to restore our soul. Friend, maybe it's just been a little while since you felt the restoration of the Holy Ghost. That's why we gather together. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, even so more as you see the day approaching. We gather together to get strength. We gather together to worship Him, to feel the touch of the Holy Ghost. And I believe that the Lord wants to restore somebody tonight. I believe there's somebody in a crowd this size. It's not prophetic. It just happens. It's just how life is. There's somebody that's going through something. There's somebody that's walking through a wilderness. And it's been a little while since you felt the Holy Ghost. Or maybe you've never felt the Holy Ghost. Friend, you can receive it tonight. And unless you have it, you don't know what I'm talking about. But you've got to taste and see that the Lord is good. I can talk about about it till I'm blue in the face but you've got to experience it for yourself you've got to wait on the Lord you've got to repent of your sins you've got to get baptized in Jesus name and when you feel that touch of the Holy Ghost and begin to speak in other tongues like on the day of Pentecost you will know that you know blessed assurance Jesus is mine that's the touch you've got to have that's how you've got to make it that's how you're going to get through only by the Holy Ghost. Only by His power. Let's worship the Lord together tonight. I'm almost finished. If the musicians want to come. I know it's just a simple message tonight. But I believe that somebody needs to feel their soul restore. We're looking forward to that day. But until that day comes, you can have the power of the Holy Ghost in your life. You can feel the restoration. Amen. Let's stand together all across this place. I believe the Lord wants to do something tonight. I believe there's somebody here and I don't want to get in the Lord's way. I think you've caught my message tonight. I think you've got it down in your spirit. I want somebody here to just get a hunger for the Holy Ghost because, friend, that's what you need. You don't need more money. You don't need a bigger house. You don't need a better diet. You don't need to meditate and get closer to your spiritual side. Somebody needs to come to an altar. Somebody needs to feel the restoration of the power of the Holy Ghost. That is the answer. That's the answer to every one of life's problems. It's the answer tonight. 
So that's the altar call tonight. That's what I just want to make it available to you because I believe that the power of the Holy Ghost, some are already feeling to come. That's all right. This altar is open. If you need a touch from the Lord, right now is your time. Come on, the Lord wants to restore your soul. There's somebody walking through something that's difficult. There's somebody going through something that's hard. Uh, but God wants to touch you. God wants to restore. God wants to heal. God wants to bless. Uh, God wants to help tonight. There's encouragement in the house of the Lord. There's forgiveness in the house of the Lord. My grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. The Lord wants to touch somebody tonight. Come on, just find a place to pray all across this place. Pray for somebody. Maybe your life's all right right now. Maybe you're not in a wilderness, but your neighbor might be. Come on, we need some pillars of the church to help us pray, to intercede on behalf of others, and say, God, move in this place. Lord, we need a touch of the Holy Ghost. Lord, we need to see somebody restored. We need to see somebody filled with the Holy Ghost. If you haven't been baptized in Jesus' name tonight, we've got clothes. We've got water. We can baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ. Your sins can be washed away tonight. If you're struggling, if you're going through something difficult, the Lord wants to restore your soul. Open up your heart to Him tonight. Open up your heart to Him tonight. Let Him move on you. Let you open up your spirit. Let Him fill you. If it's been a while, just wait on the Lord.